I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I really like sitting here in the big black leather papa chair in the middle of the night, my living room. Middle of the night, I've always liked. The middle of the night is a time full of hope and tood. And tood is always good. And so are perfume traces and fantasies of black lace falling slowly to the floor. And, and quick smiles leave lipstick traces on your life. And whispers and quiet laughs. Those are things that are full of hope. Morning burns some hopes away sometimes, but not all of them. Sometimes some hopes, if you're lucky, seem to be around for the long run. Of course, there are a lot of different kinds of hopes. For example, I have just taken, hopefully, the last glance in the bathroom mirror whilst whizzing in the night, which is something that a lot of us Louis Louis generation guys do. And in a few hours, I will take the first squint of the morning in that same mirror while I'm shaving. And hope figures in there, too, because when you look in the mirror in the middle of the night, you can excuse what you see looking back at you because, well, you know, maybe it's just bad lighting or you know, bad mirror, and, and you can hope that things will look better in the morning. And I know doggone well I am not the only Louis Louie generation guy who seems to have problems with mirrors. Because no matter how you slice it, if young bodies are like temples, Louis Louis generation bodies are generally a little bit more like auto repair shops. Of course, there are certain Louis Louis generation ladies like Sophia Loren, Catherine Zeta Jones, and my lady Wonder Wench. You, you can consider them to be exceptions. And of course, on the testosterone side of the mirror, you could check out Arnold Schwarzenegger. David Letterman, and probably Harrison Ford, among others. You know, there are exceptions to that. But even though the rest of us Louis Louis generation guys and dolls may not be in that select, classy company, we do have one big thing going for us. Simply this. As members of the Louis Louis generation, we have Louis Louis Tood. Tood is good. And Tood involves hope. Remember, nobody has a choice about becoming a member of some of the generations, the greatest generation, for example, or Generation X, or the baby boomers. That just depends on how old you are. You're either a member or you're not, you know, but you can join the Louie Louie generation if you feel like it. Now, age is obviously a factor. I mean, if you're a kid, you're not going to know anything about Louie Louie, but attitude, Tood, is really what gets you into the group. Think about where we first got together. Among other places, it was record hops. Remember, I emceed a lot of those record hops. And anytime people would stop dancing, I would haul out Louie Louie, and the place would start rocking again. Louie Louie. All the guys loved it because you really couldn't understand anything the group was singing, but everybody said the lyrics were dirty, and we all said, hoo hoo hoo. Because <laughs> that was before political correctness, when it was okay to like dirty. Louie Louie was the perfect guy dance to no complicated steps, and it gave us an excuse to get very close to some girl's ear and to softly sing a 
our version of some pretty suggestive lines. Talk about toot. <laughs> and I seem to remember that a lot of the more popular girls kind of liked it too. Gave a guy something to hope for. Hope. We all had hope in those days. That's why guys all had that little round circle of rolled up latex that we called a rubber showing through the leather of our wallets. We had a little sheet of well-worn paper in there, too, with the supposedly official words to Louie Louie. And, of course, every set of words I ever saw were different. Now check yourself out. You are a member of the Louie Louie generation if a lot of your conversation these days includes words like prostate, ouch, vitamin E, cholesterol, stress, diet, and what? I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? It <laughs> happened so fast, didn't it? I mean, it seems like just when we got our heads together a little, our fanny started causing us problems. But where there is tood, there is hope. And where there is hope, there is always the big hoper, Big Louie, his own bad self. We used to have the big bopper. Now we have the big hoper. Big Louie is no guru. He's just a guy who has his own ways and lots of tood and lots of hope. Unlike most Louie Louie generation guys and dolls, he's, he's been there and he's screwed up, you know, and he's, he's always ready with some words to help you avoid his mistakes, if you're interested. For example... If you get stuck being the designated driver for some buddies, Big Louie says, well, that's a bummer, but you can still have some fun. Just drop your friends off at the wrong houses at the end of the night. That's Big Louie. We call that giving the world a Louie. <laughs> Louie also has uh, encouragement for the environmentalist. He says, hey, it's okay to be a tree hugger, as long as that's as far as it goes. I mean, let's not see any bark stains on your shirt collar, you know? And of course, something that we should all remember. Never have more children than you have car windows. But I must confess, the Louis lesson that I like best so far is Louis's equation for honesty. He says, honesty is the truth times maybe. I really like that. Whenever somebody says he's telling me the absolute truth, this is the absolute truth, Dick, you gotta believe this. Well... Maybe I honestly believe him, you know? Maybe. As in, remember when the world was obviously flat? Well, just look around you. And there's only one true church. Uh-huh. And we'll never exceed the speed of light. Well, maybe, you know? Or maybe not. Dick's Details, a bunch of fascinating but totally unimportant stuff that you can stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. 82% of Americans can curl their tongues into a tube. <laughs> and 100% of you guys are trying it right now, aren't you? Just like I did. And speaking of tongues, alligators can't move their tongues, which I suppose is why hardly anybody wants to kiss an alligator. And certain smells, this is new research, certain smells can help you to get to sleep. And the researchers say jasmine 
is the smell that helps you to get to sleep the best. I would say that burning wood when you don't have a fireplace might be the smell that helps you to get to sleep the worst. Dicks to tails. <laughs> Take your mind off your mind. Middle of the night, it's time for hopes and perfume traces and fantasies of black lace falling slowly to the carpet and and quick smiles leaving lipstick traces on your life and and whispers and quiet laughs, hopes. Dawn burns some of those hopes away, but, but some hopes survive a lot of dawns. Love sounding kind of sad in our bedtime stories, isn't it? Well, sometimes love is sad. Sometimes it hurts bad. Sometimes it makes you want to give up. And it's right about then, when you most want to give up, that sometimes you've got your best shot. Sometimes you've just got to stick it out for the long haul. you got to be in it for the long run. In the long run, the difference between men and boys is much more than the price of our toys. Boys like a pretty girl better than a grown-up woman because boys can see much better than they can think. Boys answer the telephone even when they're making love. They think that makes them big shots. Some big shots even make outgoing calls. Boys all want to be leaders of men. But the joke's on them, because men aren't looking for leaders. We're looking for women. Actually. We're looking for a particular woman. That's true that most men like getting out into the city at night every once in a while and growling around until something bites. But in the long run, we love love and loving and making love. In the long run, every man is different. I like eyes that have cried over lost loves and lost children and what seems like an unfair early frost at the edges of your hair. Your eyes shine at a gentle word or small courtesy, or my sometimes clumsy, quiet affection. I can always find your shining eyes when it's darkest in my heart. That's when I need them the most. In the long run, hands that know how to rub tired shoulders and write love notes to hide in your pocket and brush away a friend's tears very gently, those are the hands that turn a man's strength into a powerful life. In the long run, it's your arms that I need around me. They understand the ache of loneliness and the painstaking effort of an everyday job and the joy of a large bunch of spring flowers. They protect things inside me that I can't trust other people to see. And I love the smile that sneaks onto your face when you least expect it, sometimes for no reason or a reason that's so private that it's everything you can think of right at that moment. A smile that says, My God, I love that music, or that sunset, or my God, I love you. I carry your smile with me everywhere, hidden behind my eyes. Men are grown-up kids. We'd rather laugh than cry, but we know there's a time and a place for both. 
I pull in my belly and I stand a little straighter when I walk past sleek golden girls with tangled wet hair and wild bare animal shoulders and flexing hips at the beach. But in the long run, to be honest, I'd rather lie on the beach blanket with you. You have your own dangerous curves. And you have crinkles on both sides of your mouth. Smiling at me, put them there. And you have a streak of gray in your hair from years of standing by my side. A tenderness in your heart that never went away, even when things were tight and hard. Big boys are obsolete children. They laugh when they should cry because they're terrified of tears. They'd rather be admired than be comfortable. Give them a shiny package and they keep the wrappings and they throw away the present inside. But it's the present that's important to a man and the person who gave the present. When I lay my head on your breast, I love the soft, fragrant warmth and the closeness and the exciting touch of your skin. But I also listen very carefully for the sounds of the person who gave the gift, the eager sound of your breath and the strong rhythm of your honest heart. Your gift is my strength for the long run. That's a story called For the Long Run. It's from the Bedtime Story CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com and download one from the CD Baby Icon. Whatever works for you. A Louie Louie generation buddy of mine had his wife leave him just a few months ago. And hope can dribble down the drain pretty fast when something like that happens. And you have to go back and check out your tood. My buddy's a good guy, and I'm, I'm trying to keep him from being cynical about this, because cynics suck, and cynicism can suck all of the life out of your life. So I told him what Big Louie, his own bad self, always says. He says, you should treat your romance like a full-time job. Work at it. And if your lover decides to quit on you, he or she should give you two weeks' notice. Right? There should be severance pay, and before they leave, they should have to find you a temp who can fill in. Well, sometimes, as Big Louie also says, you can grab a grin and win. doesn't work all the time, though. But, but sometimes a, a grin will give you a little space, a little time to get your tood tuned up again. Proud podcast participant Jim Duran is a good example of what I'm talking about. He's going through some pretty nasty stuff right now, but Jim is our tood dude of the week. He says, quote, Unless we can relate to the inner child in all of us, we are doomed to live in a world devoid of color and laughter. The prominence of cell phones gives me a great opportunity for fun. In a crowded situation, I put my right hand up to my ear and I begin having an imaginary conversation, saying the most outrageous things, like, Fred, your mother's 65 years old. How the hell did she get pregnant again? Elevators are always great for this, providing a captive audience. I will describe some dreadful contagious disease that I have just been diagnosed with to my imaginary friend. When the elevator doors open, people scramble to be the first to get the hell out, leaving me chuckling endlessly. Way to go, Jim. Chuckles are good. Even when life's giving you a bad case of sweaty eyes. Chuckles give you a little space, a little time, a little hope in the middle of the night. 
Just try to avoid the temptation to look in the bathroom mirror at this time of night. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.